Hello, everyone. Welcome to All the Film Things. I'm your host, Elizabeth. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, leave a review or a rating. Also, check out the All the Film Things Instagram for updates and more film things. Today is the big episode we are talking about and making our Oscar predictions. Since the Oscars is the Super Bowl for film fans, and because we have a lot to cover, this episode will be in a more sports center panelist format. I am joined by my friend's photojournalist and unofficial All the Film Things co host, Cola Chiveria, director Craig Pedroza, and actress Lena Smith. Thank you all for joining me for this big episode. This is the first wide release Oscar special. Cole and I did this last year as a live podcast for Relevant, and we've been talking about this day ever since. So thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you. Was it just the two of us last year? It was. It was just the two of us. Yes. And now we've doubled, Elizabeth. Yes. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So what films are you guys hoping will do well at the Oscars? Maybe they're your favorites of the year, or maybe you would just like them recognized at the Academy stage? I'm a big fan of like underdog films, so I really hope Oppenheimer manages to pull out a couple of wins at the Oscars this year. That is not an underdog. underdog. It is not an underdog. I was kidding. I was being sarcastic. I would say the holdovers is like an underdog. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's what really what I want to win. I think it'll win three awards. Whoa, three? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's nominated for five. Let me count real quick. One, two, three, four. Okay. Um, maybe just four? No, five. Okay. Interesting. Lena, Craig, what do you think? Any films that you're rooting for this year? Um, I really liked Anatomy of a Fall. I thought that was really great. That was a good one. Um, I don't know. The Creator. Oh, yeah. Where's The Creator? Oh, it's on sound? Yeah, it's on sound. Yeah, I think it deserves a little bit more for its, uh... It's production. And budget. Mm-hmm. I actually have the holdover winning four um, awards. Four? Because I forgot. I didn't see that it was nominated for one of the ones that I liked. Okay. It to win. And what were some of the Oscar snubs you were most bothered by? I have something to say about this, but you guys can go first. <laughs> well, I know you're going to say something about Lee. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Craig. Yes. Who? Okay. Craig, just continue. Please. I can't. Um... <laughs> I think Bradley Cooper should have got direct, nominated for directing. Mm-hmm. It's a little too on the nose, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, so should Celine Song, Greta Gerwig. Who's, um, oh, for Past Lives? Yeah, that was her directorial debut. That was mm. phenomenal. I thought the, um, what's the, the Iron Claw. Oh, Zac oh, Efron yeah, got yeah. snubbed. Zac Efron got big. Him and Jeremy Allen White could have both got nominated. I thought his cinematography was really good. Yeah, it could have been yeah. probably got like four or five. Could have even got a Best Picture nomination. It's a great movie. It was interesting to see it didn't like get any. It came out pretty late. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it was too late. Yeah, it just right. had it just had a bad cycle. I also heard I don't I never confirmed to see if it was true, but I heard the guy the movie was based off of didn't really like it. Is that true? So that kind of can tank it. Iron Claw? Yeah. I saw some reviews. Um, what was his name? Kevin Von Erich. Uh-huh. He said he really, he thought Zach was pretty great. Oh, really? Okay. So then I was, I was wrong. Reporting incorrect fact. So yeah, it should have got the awards. That yes. Was, that was probably the biggest. Iron Claw was snubbed a little bit, but it was, it's, it was a really good year to be honest. 
great year for film. I, yeah. I, to me, honestly, this was like the nominations couldn't have really been any better. Like it was a super competitive year, super competitive year. Yeah. You know? They could be a little bit better. <laughs> Should I go on my rant now? Yeah. Go ahead. Why wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio nominated for Best Actor as Ernest Burkhardt? I don't understand. He gave one of the most subtle, most brilliant performances of the year. And no, this is not me being biased because he's my favorite actor. He was phenomenal, <laughs> and he should have been a given in the nominations this year. But who would you take? That's what I was going to ask you. Well, let's see. You're not going to take Paul out. My guy, Paul. <laughs> I won't take Paul out. You're not taking Mr. Murphy, Oppenheimer. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright's not getting taken out. He was great. Mm, I like Jeffrey Wright, but... Coleman Domingo was excellent in Rustin. He was. That's the one you... I might have to take out Drift. I, I, you would take out Domingo for Leonardo? When did Rustin come out? Because I didn't... It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. It came out December. Yeah, it came out... It was, it was straight to streaming, but Coleman Domingo was the standout for that. He was excellent. Yeah, it was hard. Like, I understand your outrage, but I do believe that... Perfect word. <laughs> I do believe that, like, I would have taken out Bradley Cooper, but I wouldn't even even put in Leonardo. I would have put in Zac Efron. Mm. That's shocking because my show is your favorite film of the year. Yeah, but I didn't think he was a standout. I thought, uh, I thought the directing was incredible, which is why I thought he should have gotten nominated for directing. Mm. But in terms of actor in a leading role, it was a very competitive year. And I, there was a lot of weird, there was a lot of interesting outrage for actress in a, support, in a leading role. Like, why didn't Margot Robbie get nominated? And mm. a lot of outrage for Barbie. But like, having seen most 95% of these films, like, because you can be like, oh, this deserves to be in here. It's like, okay, but like, who would you take out and yeah, why? That's a fair point. Anyways, like, why are they less deserving? Barbie got reverse snubbed. <laughs> I got too many. You guys are opposite on the spectrum of Barbie. Oh, you liked Barbie? I liked Barbie. Yeah, I did. I didn't enjoy it. Ah, uh, that's okay. <laughs> I was excited for it. I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy it. Not your cup of tea. That's okay. Yeah. More of a coffee person. <laughs> All right, so the first category, I'm going in order from the way they were announced last year. So, first category, animated feature film. Are we going prediction, or are we doing who we want to win? How is that the first category? It's like fourth on the paper, Elizabeth. I know, but this is not in order. That's how they uh, announced. Yes, because you want some of the biggest awards you wait for later so people will continue watching. Yeah, you you leave Best Picture last, and then Mm -hmm. they do supporting roles earlier, which is interesting. Yeah, that's two and three. But animated feature film, what's everyone's pick? Cole, would you like to start us off? I can start us off. I think it's um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I thought Across the Spider-Verse could have got nominated for Best Picture. That was, I think, it's in like my top three of all films this year. Maybe number one. You spoke very highly. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really like literate or versed on like animation stuff. I mean, it looked cool, but I couldn't tell you, like, oh, this one was so much, like, cooler than, like, another animated film. But in terms of story, in terms of acting, in terms of just about everything, I thought it was a a really good film, start to finish. I agree with Spider-Man being being the one. I saw The Boy boy and the Heron, and I just feel like towards the end, it kind of fell off a little bit more. And I then I saw Elemental, and that was just okay as a film. Mm. So I, I, I agree, Spider-Man. Craig? For animated, I, I think Spider-Man as well. Nice. This is who we think 
is going to win. You can kind of interpret however you want, Craig. I think, I think for both. This is exactly how the film Twitter episode went. <laughs> Best or favorite? <laughs> In the same argument between you two. Exactly. I'm just doing like what I think should win. <laughs> well, that's what you di- are doing, right, Cole? I think I'm right, so. <laughs> well, we'll see about There's that. There's not really a difference between. Mm, there might be. Um, <laughs> I'd say, I mean, the animation in Spider-Verse was unlike I've seen in any film ever for animated. Mm-hmm. I wish I saw The Boy and the Heron. Taylor has gotten me into Studio Ghibli, and I like Robert Pattinson, so I really wanted to see that. But in the lead right now, it's Spider-Verse. Did Puss in Boots 2 win last year? Oh, that's a good question. It was definitely nominated. I know it got nominated. It was my- I think it was Puss in Boots. Was it, was it not Pinocchio? No. Oh, no, it was Pinocchio. You're right. It was Pinocchio last year? Yeah. yeah. Mm, I wanted Puss in Boots to win because I really liked Puss in Boots too. I just love to see it. She said it was really good. I really liked it. It was very fun. Actor in a supporting role. Mm. This is a big category. Who wants to start this one? I think it's hands down gonna be Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. See, I was between him and Robert De Niro. Yeah, De Niro gave one of the best performances in recent years. Yeah. He was phenomenal as Hale. It's fucking Iron Man, Elizabeth. I mean, yes. He's going to win the award. It's shocking that RDJ doesn't have an Oscar. He's phenomenal. I've been a longtime fan of him, and I manifested the Nolan collaboration. So if he wins, this will just make... Just prove you right. Yeah, everything for me. So it looks like a sweep. So I really hope RDJ is for the win. It might be De Niro, though. He was really good. I don't think there's a lot of hype around him right now, but there's no hype around Jamie Lee Curtis either. So yeah, she was. She was, nobody thought she was gonna win. Nobody yeah. even. Yeah. It wasn't even remotely close. Rightfully so. Fucking to be honest. Anyways, you know this was one of the categories though where I thought it was. I was surprised. Sterling K. Brown got nominated. He was good. He was good, but I didn't think he was that impressive. I didn't think so either. Yeah. It was interesting that he got the nomination. I feel like he also wasn't in the movie like that much. Yeah. Yeah. But you could say the same thing about, like, Anne Hathaway and in... Les Mis. She was in for, like, yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, but then she had that whole... Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like... That was, like, the big thing. I mean, he had some good mo. I like, I like him as an actor. Also, I didn't think Mark Ruffalo was that good in Poor Things to deserve an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. I think he was good at making me not like him. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me not want him to win. Yeah. Luckily, the favorite amongst an audience and just the people in general is probably going to win. Finally, I think... RDJ winning would make a lot of people happy. It's long overdue. It makes sense. Mm. That's one of the categories we kind of talk about a snub, where like the best actor in a leading role, you couldn't say who to take out. But that one, I could see like Jeremy Allen White getting nominated. You could take Mark Ruffalo or Sterling K. Brown out. Yeah. Even Ryan Gosling's is... Yeah, Gosling wasn't that good either. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was funny. And I, I do think it's hard to like separate comedic performances in the Oscars. Yeah. Like, he was a standout in the movie, so I do think, like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of deserving, but it's like, like, oh, it has to be a dramatic role. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're only fitting for the Oscars. But, like, if someone's really good in a comedic role, then I also think that's also deserving. I don't know. That's the cool thing about the Emmys is they separate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The drama and the the comedy category. But then it's not fair sometimes when the bear gets nominated in comedy, and you just know it's going to sweep, because it's... It is a comedy, but like... It's a, like a dramedy. And like Succession was always, I think, comedy. Yeah. That is so serious, but it's like a dark comedy or whatever. Right. But no, I see what you're saying. Actress in a supporting role. I think it's going to be Devine Joy yes. Randolph. 
Yes. There's your holdovers win. That's a guarantee. That's one of four, Elizabeth. That to me, I think is pretty, like 75% she's going to win that. Oh, yeah. She was so good. She was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all pick Divine. That was the other one who could have gotten out. Sorry to keep going back to the snub question, but I forget his name, but the kid from the holdovers, I thought he could have. Oh, know, yeah. Would that be a lead role, though? Oh, that's a supporting role. Oh, no, that is a leading role. That's yeah, a, yeah. I don't know. If he's in 50% or more of the film, that would be oh, a leading yeah. category. Yeah. So, but sometimes you can break the rules. Like, um, at least you have a candor one for best actress or supporting actress when she was in the wrong categories. Oh, Giamatti gets leading role, so he could have got a supporting role. He could have, yeah. Just saying, if Giamatti's the lead. Yeah, it's an interesting way to interpret that. Yeah. He could have gotten a supporting role. You know, that's like his first film that he's acted in yeah that was like his acting debut oh yeah the kid yeah i thought you were saying giamatti i was like no no not giamatti but i was like i went and looked at it afterwards because he looked um you know what he looked like an older version of the kid from stranger things oh that guy the one who plays uh not will the one who um the new one oh you're talking about you're talking about mike mike Mm -hmm. is it mike the one who's like in him and millie bobby brown in the yeah finn wolfhard yeah mike yeah, he looks like an older version of Mike. I thought that's who it was. And then I looked up the movie like after I saw it. And I was like, he hasn't been in anything? Nothing. That was pretty cool. He was very good. Kind of crazy. Documentary feature film. Did not really see many uh, for documentary. And I feel bad. I picked um, 20 Days in Maripool. Yeah, that's the... It looks like it's a sweep for that one. Really? Yeah. What's that about? Ukraine. That's what I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I figured that'd probably be timely. I couldn't find any of these. 20 Days of Maripol is available on YouTube. It's like an hour and a half. I didn't get to that one. I haven't seen the others. Yeah, I feel bad. I haven't seen any of the documentary ones. It's just... Yeah. Well, it's tough for like the Oscar... Because like, I watch a lot of documentaries, but I just don't watch a lot of like the type of documentaries that get like Oscar nominated. Yeah. I watch a lot of true crime or like a lot of sports yeah. documentaries, but that is not like the feature yeah oscar stuff did um what's his name did he ever release his documentary about the war in ukraine oh sean penn yeah i don't know he was he's been over there forever i got no idea about that i remember there was like a picture of him like in a war zone with like a helmet on and a camera over his shoulder yeah he was on kim i don't know if he was promoting it though uh i'll have to check on that all right so we have no picks for that one i understand no picks for short film either to be honest and i feel bad me neither. What's the favorite? I picked the book banning one just because... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Jumping the list here. <laughs> oh. Well, we can jump the list. No. Uh, live action short film. The wonderful <laughs> story of Henry Sugar. I'm also going to say that. Oh, but I have a hard time watching Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. You have a hard time watching Wes Anderson? You know this. Understandable. Thank you. See, she's with me. And Sammy's with Man. me. Man. I agree. So, thank you. Aha. I like... <laughs> Especially, I was I was getting so bored of yeah. Wes Anderson until Henry Sugar. I thought that was his oh. best work since. Did you like um, Asteroid City? No, you didn't like it. I thought it was okay. I remember I loved the, it. The like animal stuff. You also did not like. Yeah. Oh, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox. That Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh. I thought from French Dispatch and then Asteroid City, I did not enjoy as much. You didn't like either of them. No, I, I like them, but I don't... Oh, you didn't think they were good? Like, great? I don't think they were, like... I think it was Wes Anderson indulging in himself. You think so? Yeah. But I feel like his transition in Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar 
is like his style mixed with like the pacing issues was literally my main gripe with Wes Anderson in terms of like the past two movies. And so when he did Henry Sugar and then he transitioned his style over to like stagecraft, it's so awesome. It's so interesting. And I was like, yo, this is like crazy. I watched it and I was like, this is like the best Wes Anderson. Like he also reinvented himself. So like this is like the best he's been to me since Grand Budapest. Interesting. Okay. Wow. I respect the art, the cinematography and mm-hmm. the artistic. Has he actually won an Oscar for any of his stuff? No. Hey, Moonrise. Man. I, don't, I don't think he has personally won. But I think his yeah, movies have won. Either Best Picture or like Best Director or Best Writer. And Grand Budapest got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So it'd be cool for him to win. He's my favorite director. Let's go. Yeah. That'd be yeah. fun. I didn't even know he was nominated till like 20 minutes ago when I look at the paper. Did you watch Henry Sugar? Yeah, I actually really didn't like it that much. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I was the flip side of you. Yeah. I liked his last two movies, but um, it was okay. I only watched the one, because I know there was like a few. There's a few. There's the Ratcatcher. Yeah, I only watched the Sugar one. Ratcatcher was good. There's another one. Ratcatcher, Poison, and... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what the third one the is. This one. This one, yes. Okay. I mean... It's going to win. That's probably my pick, too. Night of Fortune was very good. There's some buzz around Red, White, and Blue. I Googled them immediately after a nominee because I was like, oh, I can watch these. They're short. The after was a little intense, but it was good. David Oyelowo was in that. It's on Netflix. It's only like 20 minutes. Hmm, let's go. But, I mean, Wes Anderson's probably going to win. I had a tough time watching the wonderful yeah. <laughs> story of Henry Sugar, but I respect the, the cinematography and the art direction, but... That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. I seem to be the only one who had the epiphany of like, wow, this is like Wes Anderson has transformed. (laughs) Well, it was different. No, I agree. And I would talk to people about it and they'd be like, oh, I thought it was okay. And I'm like, oh, but you guys not. Like, like, he transformed. I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, it was definitely different for him. Yeah. I just didn't like the difference. That's okay. I liked his previous style. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I mean, you see your point for sure. Cinematography. Um, I mean, it's like a no-brainer, right? Anything other than poor things is a robbery. I'm sorry? You disagree. <laughs> <laughs> poor things. Oppenheimer is the favorite to win. Oppenheimer is the favorite? Yes. Oppenheimer was, I thought, fantastic cinematography-wise. I mean, fantastic cinematography, I guess, but I mean, it's more of the usual from Nolan. It, it's literally IMAX camera, Kodak 2383, and then their assortment of like IMAX lenses. That's just the normal stuff that he runs with. I get it. Poor Things visually was amazing, cinematography-wise. It took more risks, I think. And I, f- I feel like it delivered as well with the risks. The Killers of the Flower Moon is on there, too. And that was beautiful as well. Yeah. My pick is Oppenheimer, of course. Cole? I picked Oppenheimer as well. That's fair. Lena? I'm kind of like split, I guess. I really liked Poor Things a lot. But I can, I can see the appeal of Oppenheimer as well. So I'm just kind of like there on the fence. Like if I were, because they usually have people that work in these categories to like, if I'm an ASC member and I'm looking at all of them, I'm like, Hoyt Van Hoytema has also won a lot. And so he's also very well recognized versus, I'm forgetting his name. I feel so bad. It starts, it's like double G, the cinematographer for poor things. But you may be the only person right. in the room that knows. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's like what took the most risks. 
like would this movie be the same without the cinematography i guess and like poor things is also like a big like without the different looks of the film mm -hmm. it's hard to argue that the movie would have delivered the same weirdness Mm. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad you're here, Craig, because normally for like cinematography or editing, I just go in my head like, what looked the prettiest? Right. You know more the technical, because that's always the question I have is like, I don't know in these categories what is like quantifies yeah. award worthy, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad you're here, Craig. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to hear that as well. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> I get it. I mean, poor things was. Stunning and seeing behind the scenes pictures is so weird because it's so normal. Mm -hmm. It's literally stunning and there's nothing like it. But yeah. I am I, Nolan diehard fan, I'd so. Be, I'd be surprised if poor things didn't win, is, yeah. is, is all I'm saying. Okay. Makeup and hairstyling. Um, where did it? Middle column. Uh, I also think poor things. I picked poor things too. Because I thought... um Just for Willem Dafoe. Yeah, because he was so, like, <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I agree. Usually when it's, like, cinematography and editing, I pick what I think looked the prettiest. For makeup and hairstyling, I go off what I think looked the ugliest. Interesting. <laughs> and that was Willem Dafoe's face. Right. It's about the risk-taking and yeah. can they get away with the risks. Right. And that's why, like... Can you make the star of your movie ugly? Right. And right. people still enjoy it. That's why I think everywhere... Every, every, that movie last year won a lot because it took a lot of risk and it delivered on it. Right, right, Yeah, right. versus like Tar, which a lot of, like I do think was a great movie. It was like more of the same from a lot of people mm -hmm. that a lot of people have seen. I didn't like Tar. That's okay. Makeup and hair styling right now, Maestro's in the lead, but Poor Things is a close second. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Even with the backlash from the nose? The family was okay with it. Were they? Yeah. I remember it just being a big controversy. Yeah, it was a yeah. big controversy. But the family released, like, yeah, we were okay with it. Like, we were involved in this decision. Yeah. I'd probably go with poor things on that one. Yeah. They did make Carrie Mulligan look really old. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, they made him look really old, too. The older Leonard Bernstein, yeah. that was really good makeup. It was. Yeah. I was thinking between, like, the makeup and hairstyling, though, like, there were similarities in, like, Oppenheimer and Maestro. Oh, yeah, I like, can see with, that. Like, like, the same... Like yeah, the aging, yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 And so, like, I thought Poor Things was just, like, starkly different. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Oppenheimer, the makeup and hairstyling isn't talked about as much for Oppenheimer, but the aging was really yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. Yeah. Costume design. Tight race right now. I put Barbie. Okay. I think Barbie is going to win. I do think Killers of the Flower Moon is, like... Yeah. I would be happy if Killers won as well. Mm. Whenever I see Oppenheimer winning a lot of these categories, I'm so happy because it's Nolan and he's my favorite. But Killers of the Flower Moon is my second favorite and I love Leonardo and Scorsese. So it kills me that they're not going to get it that many because of Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy that you mentioned Killers of the Flower Moon because that's not being talked about enough. And the race is more tightly between Barbie and Poor Things. Barbie has the lead right now. I picked Poor Things. Let's go. That's also up there. Because, like, with costumes, like, whenever there's period pieces, and it's not just, like, guys wearing, like, suits and stuff, like Oppenheimer, I'm not that impressed. That's every Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Like, every period piece, a guy's going to wear, like, a suit. And Killers of the Flower Moon, I didn't think the costumes were that intricate. The costumes for the, the women, specifically. Yes. The indigenous community. That's true. I thought the historical accuracy of, like, 
contrasting between the townspeople, the FBI, and mm-hmm. like the indigenous community, I thought there was a lot of attention paid there. Mm. They worked really hard on working with the Osage Nation for costuming and really authentic to the time. And mm-hmm. yeah, poor things. Their costume just uh, stood out to me, and so I picked them because I thought they were very unique. Which the whole film was kind of unique. It was like the def- that's like the key word unique for poor things. Like there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Also, no hate to Christopher Nolan and his guys in suits. That's what he does, and he does it the best. So, like you know, I'm sure they put a lot of work into the suits. There's no disrespect to any of the filmmakers, you know. Like I respect everyone's hard work. Of course. You stick to your niche, and you're good at it. Just like Damien Chazelle, he needs to do more musicals <laughs> or things that involve jazz. That's when he thrives. Anyway, I'm shocked that that statement has not come out at all the episodes you've done yet because I feel <laughs> strongly about him and his musicals. I do, I do. Um, yeah, I probably it's close, but I mean Barbie. Just in general, there was more costume variation. Poor things. Uh, I mean, Mark Ruffalo's in a suit. Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone, she has her famous costume. She had beautiful costumes, so mm-hmm. uh, probably the edge to Barbie. Yeah. International feature film. This one, you always go with the one that like, got nominated for Best Picture as well. I think so as well. Yeah, usually it goes to that just because if like there was a better international film, then why did that not get the Best Picture? Yeah. It, I'm assuming it's on the same scoring or whatever yeah mm-hmm. i feel like if you're nominated for best picture you can't be nominated for feature film like yeah. that's really not like for international yeah oh, you can't get both is that your thing well yeah because it's kind of like you automatically win international because you're already nominated for best picture mm-hmm. like parasite it was just a free award for- roma was the same too I think. roma yeah the one last year what was the one last year there was one last year that was like foreign film and best picture Oh, no. And it won it. Shoot. I know Close didn't get nominated. Was it um, Banshees of Inishirin? No. That's an international film. No, but it's like a foreign film. Like, oh, like foreign language? Yes. Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. Okay. While we're sitting here talking. So far, it's a sweep for the zone of interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted, I've heard really good things about Society of the Snow. I really wanted to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And... The Teacher's Lounge, I've seen teasers for that, and I actually mentioned... Oh, last year... Sorry, I mean... Oh, no, it's okay. All Quiet on the Western Front. Right. Uh, it was the German... You liked that film. Yeah, it was really good. Loved it. Mm. My brother says good things about that film. Oh, the music and the, like, sound editing. Yeah, he likes that. The Zone of Interest is a very auditory film, and the way they use audio is phenomenal. I was telling Cole before, it reminded me of A Special Day, a 1977 Italian film with Sophia Loren. Not seen it. It's so good. They use a similar tactic with the use of audio, but I'm devastated Perfect Days hasn't hit theaters around here because that's Vim Vendors, and I love Wings of Desire in Paris, Texas. I've heard good things about Perfect Days as well. Oh, yeah, that did really well in the festivals. But I think, yeah, the zone of interest is probably. Yeah, I want to see Teacher's Lounge, too. Was Anatomy of a Fall not a um, foreign? Well, it's... It's like Dutch, right? It's half French, half English. Same with... Uh... Past lives. It's like half Korean, half English. Yeah. Um, bilingual. Yeah, bilingual. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Documentary short film. <clears throat> this is the one we said nobody had an. Yeah, we could just skip. I picked the ABCs of book burning. Banning. It looks like a sweep for that film. I saw The Barber of Little Rock. That was very good. 
That sounds uh, good. Between was good too. That was interesting. Are these all on YouTube or? The Barber of Little Rock, Island in Between, and The Last Repair Shop are all on YouTube. Okay. Not the ABCs of book panning. Where's that at? I couldn't find that one. Uh uh-uh. I tried. But... Okay. I might watch those. Okay. They're interesting. I like short documentaries. Um, animated short film. Did not see many of these either. I feel bad. Elizabeth told me Letter to a Pig is the favorite, so that's the one I picked. Looks like a sweep for that one. I couldn't find any of these anywhere. I have no grounds for anything, so I'm not going to say anything. I almost picked the one at the bottom because it's inspired by the music of John and Yoko. Let's go. And they're kind of famous. A little. I think I've heard of them. A tad. What band were they attached to, associated with? The Bugs. The Bugs, yes, the Bugs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, production design. Uh, poor things for me, I think. I picked Barbie because I didn't really have a good reason to pick it, but I did pick it. Wow. I also think Barbie was really good, though. It was, like, between those two. They really brought to life the Barbie playset, so I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Barbie, I feel like, is the front runner, but poor things is also up there. It's hard. It looks like a... I don't think I have this right... I wrote sweet, but I don't think it is. Barbie is the favorite, but poor things. I wouldn't be surprised that that took. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we said, there's nothing like it. Mm. But yeah, Barbie might take that one. If Barbie doesn't win that one, though, like what are they going to win? Do we have them as a favorite for anything else? Uh, Costumes. Yeah. So it's like both of them, isn't it? Like Barbie and poor things kind of neck and neck. Yeah. Both costume design and production. So maybe they'll each get one. That way everyone can leave happy. Yeah, that's a nice thought. Yeah, everyone can get a win. Everyone gets an Oscar. If only if that was true, if Leonardo was nominated. Um, well, you know, he's got one already, so. He's got his one. He's been robbed so many times. He's got enough. He should have won for more. He'll be okay. Performance. He'll be all right. <laughs> Listen, you got Christopher Nolan this year. You got to be happy with that. What? You got Christopher Nolan. That's true. So just be happy. <laughs> Maybe next year you'll get uh, get Leah. If the Paul Thomas Anderson film comes out this year, then maybe. Yeah, that might be late. Yeah. Yeah, they're still shooting that. Yeah, there were just pictures of them filming the other day. I've seen them. Is the film critic supposed to come out this year? Film critic? The Quentin Tarantino's last movie. Oh, no, because they're still in discussions for casting. Yeah, that's 2025, I think. I just saw Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are probably going to be the lead. Tom Cruise is, I saw today, reportedly in talks. I think Brad Pitt is more confirmed. Yeah. But that film looks so, it looks like it's going to be so good. The description of it, oh, it looks very 70s and that time period of talking about movies. Classic Quentin. Amazing. Um, let's see. Original screen, no. I can't keep track of which ones we've done and we haven't done yet, Elizabeth. It's okay, I have. Maybe we were following a list of the paper. What? That's not important. Not important. I'll hear it later. But I mean, it would make sense if the paper and the order we were going in matched. I know the audience can't see the paper, but I can see the paper. I see your point, Cole. But I figure your co-host is confused, Elizabeth. More than usual, confused. Normally, I am confused, but now I'm more than more confused. You didn't even know the topic for the last episode. You're like, oh, we're talking about this film today. Oh, I didn't know. I would have watched it and prepared. Yeah, that's true. Ahead of time. Well, you kept saying Christmas. 
Yes, I asked you, what would you like to choose for our topic? You said it's a wonderful life. I forgot we picked a topic. I thought we were just doing Christmas again. Nope. <laughs> Let's see. So we did production design. All right. Original score. No. That's what I picked. Cause this is you did? His last film. You don't think they're going to give him? Here you go, John. I haven't put anything down because it's really hard. I think Ludwig Gorenson is the front runner for original score, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Can you hear the music? I mean, that, it was really yeah. good. Really yeah. good score. And then I do think Killers also has a good chance in this yeah. category, and I would also wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon had a great score. I listen to it often, actually. Like the throbbing score, mm. the Osage oil boom. Mm -hmm. But I interrupted you. What were you saying? I said, I'm just going to stick with Indiana Jones. Did you guys all see Indiana Jones? I did. Thoughts? I saw it recently. Which... I, it was a good send-off. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like Raiders or Last Crusade. No. But it was a fun... It was, it was a good Indiana Jones send-off. Yeah. I think I fell asleep, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> In the theater? No, no. This is Disney Plus. It was just kind of like a bunch of chase scenes. One after the other. And I loved it for that. So I'm going to stick with Indiana Jones is the point. Let's go. Someone's got a root for Indiana Someone's Jones. Someone's got a gun for Indiana Jones. I don't know if we recorded this part, but... I think it was pre-recording. Yeah. You're going to an Oscars party, mm -hmm. which I'm so jealous of. When I have my own place, I will have Oscars parties. And you said your costume, because you get to be any character in any nominated film, right? Yes. And you're going to be, and you were waiting the whole year. I was super excited when I saw that Indiana Jones got nominated. Because now I can be Indiana Jones. <laughs> like I always wanted. Gotta order the costume. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just a hat and khaki pants. Whip. And a leather jacket. Mm -hmm. Original score. So I pick Oppenheimer. I think that's a front runner as well. Yeah, I agree. But shout out to Killers. Oh, it, it sucks that they're not going to win that many. It's such a deserving film. I think this happened with The Irishman, with Scorsese, in the last big year for film, which was 2019, at the 2020 Oscars. Irishman was nominated for, what, 10 awards? And they didn't win anything? I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon will not go home empty-handed, empty, empty but it was such a good score. It should win some of these, too. But just Oppenheimer's in the category, so. Yeah. Visual effects. The creator. I put the creator as well. Yeah. Okay. I put Godzilla minus one. I actually didn't see Godzilla or the creator, but I heard Godzilla looked pretty good. It did look pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They did a good job with the, the animation for Godzilla. Yeah. I saw screen like pictures of it and I thought it looked nice, but I heard the creator looked good too. I mean... The technology part of the creator was like how they made it. Like they shot it on super cheap cameras and wow. for all the VFX to like the way I watched a whole bunch of stuff on it, but it was like they shot it all on location and then they got ILM to actually paint all the VFX and they would like re-image over the, mm. the paintings. And so that was like a whole lot of paintings and like just to cut on their budget a lot. So like they did it for really low money. To have those like pretty insane sci-fi effects, I would put it. I would give it to the creator. 
right now it's in a tight race between the two films you guys chose, Godzilla Minus One and The Creator. Mm-hmm. Godzilla Minus One has The Edge right now. Mm. Um, I haven't seen either, so... I want to see both, though. Well, Sammy talked really highly about Godzilla Minus One, and it did much better than anticipated, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I'll sleep in Godzilla, I'm not going to lie. You did? <laughs> I did. I have too much also, reading, so that's what I tell you, Elizabeth. It's a lot of reading. Oh, my God, no. I had a really long day, and I was actually really looking forward to it. Yeah. And then I got in the theater, and an hour in, I just, like, dozed off, and I woke up at the end. <laughs> that was the only movie I fell asleep in this year, I think. Wait, this happens through the years? <laughs> I, well, we always just watch movies after our long days. And, like, there are movies I really want to stay awake for, but I just, like, I just doze off. But I do, like, a power nap thing, so it's, like, 10 mm, minutes. No, he does that actually often. You did that in Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. You fell just... asleep for, like... 10 to 15 minutes yeah. in the beginning. But I was re-energized for the rest of the movie. I was so into it. I think you do that at like most movies, actually. Yeah. <laughs> most night screenings, yeah. Most night screenings. I'm... This tracks because Lena has said that you'll put on a movie and fall asleep. And yeah. then you're stuck watching the movie. <laughs> or like hearing the movie right. in the background. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is an interesting category. It's hard. Yeah. I put Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Past Lives is also really good, though, and so is The Holdovers. Mm -hmm. And my show. I wasn't a huge fan of May, December, though. Yeah, I mean... One big question mark, that film. Yeah. Right. It's it's a typical Todd Haynes. It got a lot of hype, too. And I was expecting something, and it was, like, giving nothing. There were a few films that had so much hype that phased out once it was released to a wide audience. Saltburn was another one. I think that actually skyrocketed way past expectations. Well, okay, yeah, skyrocketed in terms of, like, audience engagement and people watching the film talking about it but in terms of like reviews and how the film is i've seen a lot of oh yeah dividing oh, yeah. Yeah. opinions on it yeah that is true and same honestly my show was similar like it came out and people were like ah oh, this is actually not that good and it was seen as like this big threat in the actor category for killian murphy and everyone was like okay killian's good yeah it's interesting yeah may december was another one of those fizzled out there's a lot of weird hate for bradley cooper this year anyways yeah Besides the fact. I picked the holdovers. I knew you would. Right now, it's a tight race. The edge is for anatomy of a fall. But the holdovers could, could get it. Who'd you hmm. pick, Elizabeth? I, I haven't decided. It's tough. Um, you have to decide, actually. So that's kind of the... Yes, thank you. You're required to decide. Um, we cannot move on <laughs> until you decide, Elizabeth. So. I would probably say anatomy of a fall. Sorry, Cole. It's fine. You like the holdovers a lot, and there's a pattern. Last year, you loved the Banshees of Inishirin. I didn't quite get it, and now this year, you're like, the holdovers is like the best film of the year, and I'm like, I understand it's very good, but I don't know. It didn't fully resonate with me as I thought it would, Mm. especially after you saying this is like the greatest film of the year. I probably need another watch of it, but Anatomy of a Fall was very good, minus the scene with the dog. Yes. I think Anatomy Fall is going to win. Okay. And... It's hard because I'm split between Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives on who I want to win. But I think Anatomy of a Fall is going to win. And I thought it was a very intelligent courtroom script. I love courtroom uh-huh. drama slash mystery whodunits. So yeah. I thought it was a really great addition to that. And it changed the genre a little bit. It did like a twist on that genre. Yeah. Which was very cool. I'm happy you said Past Lives because that's my third favorite of the year. And that's another like Killers of the Flower Moon. It, it kills me whenever it loses because it's... It's such a true film and rare film today, and I wish it would be winning a lot of these awards. If I had to choose 
what do I want to win? It's past lives. Yeah. But Anatomy of a Fall, originally, like in the Golden Globes and Critics' Choice, it's kind of set the tone a little bit, and they've been winning over past lives. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those actually aren't the best dictators of those. The association ones, like BGA or like ASC or like the Screen Actors Guild, mm-hmm. those are the best. Because those people are voting in the same categories as the Oscars. That's true. But those aren't televised, right? So I never get to watch They're not televised. They're within... I think Screen Actors Guild is. But DGA doesn't... Or ASC definitely don't. Yeah. Screen Actors is um, coming on Netflix. Like like live on Netflix? Live on Netflix. Yeah. It used to be on TBS. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Adapted screenplay. Mm. Hmm, this could go a lot of ways. I'm interested to see what you guys... Can it? Um, to preface, I have not seen The Zone of Interest, which I still have not... Still haven't seen it yet. That's the only one I haven't seen. Um, on there, yeah. But I think American Fiction hmm. was a great screenplay. Mm. But I do think Barbie, I, not Barbie, uh, Oppenheimer is the front runner for Adapted. It is. Yeah. I agree. I didn't really have like a big, big opinion on this. Okay. But I think I, I agree. So you would choose American Fiction? Yes. This is a really good movie. I enjoyed it, too. Yeah, I thought the standout was this, the screenplay. I mean, I think it's hard to write a drama, but I think it, it touched on a lot of subjects and like it danced around a lot of things really well. And I thought it, it had a lot of humor while still giving that weight. And I think that's really hard to blend yeah. all of those together. Like, it's writing a straight drama thriller. Is, it's it's kind of easier to stay in the one lane. Mm-hmm. It was real subtle. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was was nice. Yeah, because like you think like a, a a movie about an author is gonna be real wordy and like a lot of like yeah, had a lot of character to it. Yeah, yeah, which I, I enjoyed. That's not what I picked though. I picked Poor Things. Mm. Whoa, interesting. <laughs> I enjoyed Poor Things quite a bit. I just like that it was so different. I, that's what I kind of look for, like a great story, obviously, but also kind of like what like told a new type of story. Mm. And I, I thought Poor Things did that. I mean, it was adapted, but I, I enjoyed the way they interpreted the story and told the story. So I picked Poor Things. Oppenheimer may win. But... Oppenheimer is the favorite. That's who I would like to win. What a shock. Um, Those screenplay ones seem like ones that can be like upsets, though. Yes. Seem like they do have a lot of upsets in both yeah. screenplay categories. There's a history there of like a surprise win in at least one of these categories. American fiction, I was watching it like this is the funniest film I've seen this year, aside from the Jane Fonda films that came out. Those were very funny that you and I, Cole, went to see. Uh-huh. But the ending, the ending, I w- that sunk the film for me, unfortunately. Of American fiction. American fiction, yeah. 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 There's a lot of layers to it, especially with the ending. I was like, huh. Like I was trying to, I think that was, it was exactly as intended, but I'm trying, I was trying to like peel apart the movie. Basically, and it's, I still haven't figured it out, but like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was incredibly clever, the script. but I, I can see it because I had the same feeling when, when it ended. I was like, huh, yeah. Happy you guys saw it too because Sammy was like, no, I like the ending. It makes sense. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, all right. Sound. Sound. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah, me too. That looks like a sweep. Um, the sound was unbelievable. With- Recording for Maestro is also really great. Yeah. yeah. But also, The Zone of Interest, it's a very auditory film. So if Oppenheimer wasn't in this category, I think that would have won. Audio is phenomenal. Yeah. 
Original song. Here we go. Here's a Barbie win. Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. What, what was that made for? It's probably is without a doubt is gonna win. Billie Eilish. What was I made for? <laughs> Can you get that a little closer to the mic, Cole? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, will Ryan Gosling perform? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's hope. Don't they all usually prefer? They do. Yeah. For all of them. Yeah. So, I guess he's performing. But yeah, Billie Eilish will have two Oscars. How amazing. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, great. Think how crazy people would, not cra- how upset people would be if I'm just Ken won the Oscar. <laughs> it would be the exact face that Ryan Gosling gave at the Critics' Choice Awards. <laughs> that would be a concert. That would be funny. But no, what was I made for is absolutely deserving. I don't know how to pronounce the Killers of the Flower Moon nominated song, but that's a great song as well. Was Ozzy? You know how to say it? That was just my guess. Oh, okay. That was a great song. That was, I believe, the ending song. But yeah, What Was I Made For? That looks to be the clear front runner. Um, film editing. I mean. I'm going to delegate to Craig on this one. <laughs> you don't need to delegate to Craig. You should know the answer. You know, I just want to hear Craig's opinion because mine, like I said, what was the prettiest. But I think yeah, that's okay, though. Craig's going to have some insight for me. I think Anatomy of a Fall should win. What? But you probably think Oppenheimer. Well, yes, because the back and forth with the parallel editing between the different timelines. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm editing the Oppenheimer episode, as I said. And I was just talking about this with Sammy. The editing towards the end with the interrogation with Kitty was back and forth, like with Hill, like foreshadowing it. I wish I had the film more forefront in my mind to explain this better, but... The editing between so many different timelines and points in the film is so amazing, and it's so Nolan. Oppenheimer's the front runner. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon, another one. Yeah. Yeah. I picked the holdovers. You picked the holdovers. Of course you'd pick the holdovers. I actually thought it was edited very prettily. It was. Yeah. I feel like Dream Scenario, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, yes. I feel like... The standout from that oh, movie yeah. was the editing. Like after the movie, I was like, wow, that editing, I need to study that shit. <laughs> it was pretty um, subliminal. Yeah, it was like, it was, it, was, it yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So you say the whole, I picked the whole, it was just because I felt like I liked, and maybe, I don't know what's going to win the award, but I liked the pacing of the film. I liked, um, I just enjoyed the film. I think the pacing was it's... Editing has got to have something to do with me enjoying the movie, right? Yeah. (laughs) Pacing was excellent in the holdovers. Yeah. So that's what my thinking was. But the last like 10 minutes of Oppenheimer is the Roger Robb overexposure scene back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also the scene where they're doing the test drop of the bomb. That was probably like one of the greatest like sequences. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. Just like in terms of like prettiness. So <laughs> that's the your word of let's the freaking end. go. That's usually what I go off of vibes and prettiness. That's the main thing, yeah. to be honest. But it's like <laughs> that scene. I remember like in there, I was like, "Holy fuck, this is pretty cool." And the score attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that had a lot of really quick cuts too. Yeah. Well, the whole film, especially as I said, with the ending, with the interrogation, with yeah, with Kitty. And- Maybe I'll change it to Oppenheimer. All right. All right. We'll see. I think you, you'll do well on your ballot then if you, if you pick Oppenheimer. I originally had Killers of the Flower Moon, and then I realized Holdovers was on the list, so I changed it <laughs> to Holdovers. Let's go. 
Oh, directing. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I did pick Oppenheimer. The greatest. Yeah. Um, that looks to be a clear front runner. Interesting statistic. Unofficial statistic. I looked it up before I came in here. Three of the last four Best Picture winners have also won Best Director. Interesting. Three of the last four. I don't know beyond that, but like three of the last four. The Daniels won Best Director last year. Yeah, and then they won Best Picture. Yeah. And then The Shape of Water, whenever that one was. That might have been further back. That was 2019. It was 2017, 2018 Oscars then. And... um. What won in 2022? Oh, Coda. Coda and the best director won for Coda. And I think 2021 was the except. Nomadland? Nomadland was. No, that one. Yeah, she. Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao won. And then 2020 was Parasite. Bong Joon Ho won. He won. Mm-hmm. And then Shape of Water, whenever that was. So usually it coincides quite often recently. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting statistic. Thank you for that, Cole. That was very- yeah. I mean, it's pr- kind of a runaway this year, though, for both of them. Lena says, "Anatomy of a Fall." For directing. <laughs> but I just put that. I have nothing to like back it up. With, <laughs> I, just, I just put that. Well, I would like an explanation because I, I was trolling. Be- I was just trolling because just say it was the prettiest and had the best vibes. You gotta defend. I was just joking. I have no defense. She- I just put that just because. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just joking because she put it on there and then she erased it when we all started saying Oppenheimer. Craig, you said Oppenheimer, right? I think Oppenheimer's gonna win. Yeah, Christopher Nolan will. I wish they. I don't know why they didn't put the names of the directors on here. It's just the the films. But... Yeah, there's a lot of issues I have with this uh, paper. It's not in order either. Well, next time next year, I'll send you a few ballots. You choose which one I print out. Listen, I'm just asking for consistency, Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> I think we had this problem last year too no we had a great time last year yeah but i think you had your own ballot oh i did and that was in order wasn't it no we just went i don't know i don't we might have had the same order i don't know i didn't have as much structure as i do this year next category actor in a leading role this is a hard category is it it's a competitive category too. it is I've got my choice locked in. Yes, I know who you picked. Would you like to share? Paul Giamatti. Polly G. Sleeper pick, to be honest. I think a lot of people think Killian's the frontrunner, but I feel like Paul Giamatti is, is, is close. After I saw Oppenheimer, I said, oh, Killian Murphy, he's going to win Best Actor. Race is over. Then, wander into a theater one night and watch The Holdovers. Then... Bets are all off. <laughs> I didn't even think the holdovers was gonna get like any Oscar. I was like, nobody knows what this film is. Yeah. It's not gonna get any Oscar nominations. And it got four. And I'm like, people must agree with me. Here we go. And then go. so if I pick it to win, then it's gonna win. And you're basically repeating what you said earlier that you are always right and the Academy will vote according to your choices. No, I'm just like, I just know what they're going to do. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm in tune with the Academy. Let's go. I'll text you when Killian wins and I'll say. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to text you when Paul wins. Okay. Well, I think I'll be the one texting you. So mm. yeah, I think so. Mm. So 
you pick, Craig? I think Killian's going to win. It's a hard category because I do feel like Coleman Domingo might also win and people might what? yell robbery. But what? I think, I think he's up there. Um, and also Paul. So Coleman, Paul, and Killian all did phenomenal work this year. Jeffrey Wright was really good too. I put Killian Murphy. I'm with Lena. Killian Murphy. Jeffrey Wright was also phenomenal. He was very good in American fiction, yes. I'm shocked you didn't pick Bradley Cooper, Craig. I mean, like, shout out to him and all the work he put in. But I, th- yeah. I thought he stood out in his directing. Yeah. But he wasn't nominated for that. So. Mm-hmm. He directed that? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was really good that he directed I didn't know he directed it. Yeah. Wrote it, directed, and started. Yeah. Worked on for, what, six years? Yeah. They had the, they had the rights for a long time. Really? Wow. That was a really good movie, too. Wow. Good for him. It's definitely very close between Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti. I think it's Killian's year. I do not think the Academy will go with Cole's enlightened, you know, picks. Mm. I don't think Paul Giamatti is even, uh, like, a crazy pick. No. He won the... Uh, Critics' Choice. Critics' Choice. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the bizarro Oscars in a way, because the two, like, Emma Stone won, and Lily Gladstone's, like, the favorite. Giamatti won. Killian's the favorite. It was a weird, like... His actress in a, in a leading role next? It is, but let's see. Have I said all I wanted to say about Oppenheimer? Um, I'm a little surprised you say that Coleman Domingo can pull a shock. Yes. I don't know. They are the upset categories. Uh, I'm... Leading actors. Well, upset definitely in terms of nominations. Who was best leading actor last year? Brendan Fraser. The Whale. Yeah. He was good. I mean, he was the favorite, though. Oh, yeah, he was the favorite. But there was, I think, someone else that was also Austin like... Butler. Oh, yeah, Austin Butler, yeah. Who won Best Actress last year? Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yeah. So the favorites won last... No upsets last year. Well, no, except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. <laughs> well, I meant for, like, leading. Right. Um, no, I think it's probably going to go to Killian. Paul Giamatti, I guess, could get that one, but I don't think so. I think it's Killian. I said at the beginning, I'm, an, I'm a fan of the underdogs, Elizabeth. Well, Killian has never been nominated, right? And this is his first leading role in an opera. But he's the favorite. What? He's going to win it for, like, a role he's not expected to win it for. That's my prediction. He's not going to win it this year. He's going to win it in, like, a decade. In some movie, he gets attacked by a bear. and That's my prediction. Let's go. Are you trying to criticize The Revenant right now? <laughs> That's where my mind went. But it, was that a criticism? Or were you it wasn't a criticism. Pointing to Leonardo's win in The Revenant. I don't know if that was a criticism, but... No, it, was, it wasn't anything. Are we moving on to actress in a leading role? Sure, Cole. Actress in a leading role. This is the, this is the most competitive category yeah, this year. It is. Well, I'm very curious who you guys pick. Lena? I put Carrie Mulligan, but mm, I also yeah. think Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone did really great. So mm-hmm. Sandra Holler was also great at yeah. Anatomy of Fall. Mm. I'd be surprised if Annette Benning even if win. That'd be the okay. shocker. Everyone would be like... Okay, I want to defend Nyad for a moment. Has anyone seen Nyad here? No. No? Oh my gosh. So, in one day I watched three films. Saltburn, The Killer, and Maestro. The next morning I watched Nyad. That impressed me so like it's story first and it's an incredible story and i mean with two phenomenal actresses annette benning jodie foster annette benning doesn't have an oscar she should she's an excellent actress 
but everyone's pointing to her like she's the one who should be taken off this list. No, she was excellent in Nyad. I hope you guys watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It- I just think it'd be a shocker because she's not getting any of the hype of the other ones. So yeah, you know, everyone's criticizing her for being nominated instead of Margot Robbie, but I get it. I mean, of the two, yes, Margot Robbie was excellent in Barbie, but she didn't deliver. It wasn't anything. like anything like crazy. Yeah, I think the subtle acting for Margot was excellent in the transition. Barbie's arc through the film. But she got her nomination with Best Picture anyways. So yes. She's a producer. Yeah. I just feel like the story didn't call for anything crazy for that film. It yeah. Was, like acting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you guys gotta watch Nyad. It's it's very good. It's like, as I said, story first, and that's how a lot of films should be. You know, some there's some complaints that films today aren't as story focused as they should be, and that one is truly an incredible story based on a true story. Um, I. I'm going to go with Lily Gladstone. I understand Emma Stone was phenomenal in Poor Things. And Carrie Mulligan, another one. She should have an Oscar. Like, she's, I wanted her to win for Promising Young Woman. I was sad she didn't. And again, I'm sad that this is not her year either, probably. It's mostly between Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone. But Lily Gladstone had two reaction shots that made me cry within two seconds each of the three times I watched it. That's rare. I'm guessing when, like, her sister died. Yeah. yeah, yes, those okay. those two reaction shots when her sisters die, especially that first one, that, oh, my God, it, amazing. She's in a film with De Niro, DiCaprio, and a Martin Scorsese film, and she, like, steals the film. Like, everyone's talking about Lily Gladstone. How amazing is that? Mm-hmm. So I hope she wins. Emma Stone, gosh, she was phenomenal. Carrie Mulligan, that second half of the film, unbelievable. And Sandra Holler, she was great, too. So was Annette Benning. Like it's a, as you said, it's the most competitive category. But my pick is Lily Gladstone. Craig, did you say your pick? I, I think Lily Gladstone is going to win. I would pick Emma Stone to win. All right, Cole. I picked uh, Lily Gladstone. I thought she was really good. I thought they were all good. Yeah. You did a good job of uh, articulating my thoughts, Elizabeth, on the thing. Oh. Uh, so I I happen to agree with you this time. Oh wow. And that's all we that's all we need to say on that. Okay. Um Best Picture. The big award. Oftentimes there's several that are in the conversation. It's always like a hmm, it's never this easy. Mm. Right now there's a clear front runner. Mm-hmm. Is it really Oppenheimer? <laughs> oh yeah. Is it really? It is, yes. I thought the holdovers was the favorite, but maybe that's just uh holdover sleeper pick. Yeah. Really? I think Holdovers is close. I also think Killers is very close. Yeah. My favorite year was Maestro, but I, it, was, it's a, it was a really good year. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't pick anything and just like writing anything down because mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of movies. It's very a lot of them are very good. Yes. I mean, Past Lives would be nice if that was like the sleeper pick. Mm. I don't think it has a chance. I don't That's think such a shame because it's a rare film. Like, there's not. It's one of the most beautiful films, and it's so, I mean, the story is so original, and it's, a lot of directors don't want to make films set in today because of all the technology advances with phones and communication, and Past Lives did a great job at incorporating technology into the story where it wasn't too much or too, like, as a disconnect in communication today. It aided the film, and it was used in very subtle ways, but that is such a beautiful film. I wish it was nominated for more i wish it was gonna win some more 
It's just a competitive year. Competitive year, yeah. Not most competitive year since 2020 Oscars. Um, I say Oppenheimer. Cole, you say the holdovers? No, I, I put, I'm not a, a, the idiot, Elizabeth. I put Oppenheimer. <laughs> I never said you were. I couldn't, I didn't mean, idiot's probably not the right, a fool. I'm not a fool. I could see it losing, though. To what? Um, I could see poor things winning. Really? I could see Killers of the Flower Moon winning. I know, I'd be shocked, too, if anything other than Oppenheimer won. But, I, I mean, I could see, I could see it not winning. You know? Yeah, I could also see upsets before. It wouldn't be a big upset. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because sometimes the Academy chooses certain types of films for their. I could see Barbie winning. No, you don't. Like, I don't think it should win or want it to win, but I could see it winning just because, you know. So, I mean, Best Picture, they don't always pick the greatest film in this category. Yeah. It's. But I think. But yeah, Coda, though, I did enjoy Coda. Yeah, but you're yeah, it wasn't the great. Yeah, it was it was a good film. That was the year of the power of the dog. Yeah, yeah it was between those two. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird year. That was an interesting yeah. year. Power of the dog wasn't like a heavy hitting film either, though. So it wasn't like a huge upset. Well, the power of the dog was very good. I the started ending. it. I didn't, it. I didn't oh. see it. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. The star of the wonderful story of Henry Sugar as well. Um, honestly, as I just said, you know, they don't always pick the greatest film in this category for the winner. But I think if Oppenheimer is going to win, then they've done their job this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they pick very particular films. And that's part of why I think Past Lives would be more of like a best picture type of win for the Academy. It's hard to quantify greatest. Like, if, right? especially when it comes to just any type of art in general it's like what have we we seen before that does it really well it's objective yeah so i i really like i i think killers has a really really good chance but i honestly don't think oppenheimer is gonna win really this category yeah i mean i would be happy if killers of the flower moon won yeah i i mean i it's a masterpiece and that would be a great pick if, if killers of the flower moon did win but I know what you're saying. I, you don't feel like it would win because there's part of me in the back of my head that's like, it might not win. Maybe it's this is going to be an upset. It'll probably win though. I hope so, but I I would be, I would be devastated. I would wake everyone else in the house. Has he ever won Best Picture? Nolan? Mm-hmm. Nope. He has never won. Should have won for Inception. Oh, absolutely should have won for Inception. Or Interstellar. 2010 Inception came out. Was that the year of the King's Speech? No, oh, was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2010 was the King's Speech. Yeah. Because there were a lot of good movies that year. And then the King's Speech one. Yeah. King's I think it was like Moneyball came out that year. 2011 was Moneyball. So that would have been the next year. Well, Moneyball lost to King's Speech. So maybe. I... It did. Well, King's Speech, I thought was 2010. 2011 Oscars. It was. Oh, see. Inception was 2011. Yeah, because it's. So it was like Inception, Toy Story 3, Moneyball. Moneyball was 2010? I think so. I thought it was 2011. Social Unless... Network. Wait. Oh, right. Yeah, you have the social network. 2010 Oscars. 2011 Oscars because that's 2010 films. The Hurt Locker. That was... Yeah, because that was 2009, so that was 2010 Oscars. 
Um, King's Speech 1 over Black Swan, the fighter, Inception, the kids are all right, 127 mm-hmm. hours, and the social network. That is Oof, Yeah. How did King's Speech win that? That's... Over social network? Over Inception. I know social network was better than Inception. Mm, I disagree. Mm, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm sorry, what? You mumbled a little bit. You're wrong, but... I'm, oh, you're wrong, but... <laughs> social oh. network's great. No, it's very good. Aaron, uh, Aaron Sorkin, my yes. guy. You love Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, that was both of your picks for Fincher for the film Twitter episode, The Social Network. Let's go. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin's awesome. Yeah. All right, so best picture. There's a possible upset, you guys think. Lena, have you made up your mind? Um, I think Oppenheimer's going to win. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. All right. Again, I, I pick Oppenheimer. It would be nice to see if Killers of the Flower Moon won, too. That would be amazing and... Wish there was more love shown towards past lives. That was a yeah. beautiful it, film. It was a hard year. It was a beautiful film. It was just yeah. a hard year. And you, Shout out to Riley. Riley. Oh yeah, you said that was a great rom com. Sure got nominated nice. for cinematography, but oh. I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> it was a comedy, so people wouldn't. But Take it seriously. yeah, interesting. But it was visually creative and stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways. That's the one on Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. You guys said. I praise for that one yes. several months ago. We kind of stumbled onto that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining thank you, me. Elizabeth. Let's all thank Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. That is. So- oh my gosh. I was not prepared for this today. Thank you, Craig, for leading that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. But no, thank you guys for joining me. This is the first wide release Oscars episode. This has been in the works for a year, and it's a big deal. It's the Super Bowl for film fans, so it's it's very exciting, especially when it's such a competitive year with a great year year for film, as we talked about. It's the most exciting since 2020 Oscars. Um, Yeah, it's it's a good year, and this was a lot of fun. I'm so happy you guys came, and uh, I can't wait for the Oscars. March 10th. Woo! Yes, Yes, Lena's clapping, yes. is there anything, a film recommendation, a plug, a famous line that anyone would like to conclude our episode with today? Rylane. Lane. okay. Rylane. It's doing right. really well at the BAFTAs, which I was really surprised uh-huh. about. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, so many Rylane nominations. Let's freaking go. Best mm-hmm. actress, anyways. Also, I would like to hear future thoughts about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith show. Yes. Okay. I would like to hear that. When those. you guys get to it. All right. Amazon Prime, right? Amazon yes. Prime. Oh, my uncle is in, a, in an episode. Oh, yeah? Congrats to <laughs> He's an extra in an episode, and my cousin took a screenshot. That's freaking good. I'll have to send, I'll try, get her to send it to me so I can send to you guys. Um, Cole, is there anything you'd like to end with? No, I, nothing. This fucking telemarker keeps calling me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right well again thank you all for joining me today and thank you all for listening until next time have a happy oscars night everyone good luck oppenheimer good luck killers of the flower moon good luck christopher nolan uh bye everyone freaking go that was a great episode thank you no you guys are very much a part of that Special thanks to Cola Chivaria, Craig Pedroza, Lena Smith, Jane Wilds, George Wilds, Caitlin Fitzpatrick, 
and the Jacksonville Public Library. This episode was recorded on February 10th, 2024.